Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over vinyl pool care. And the vinyl pool service is becoming more and more popular out there, not just with above-ground pools, but also with in-ground vinyl. So I'm going to go over some of the pros and cons of vinyl line pools, and also some ways the best take care of them. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open 7 days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Also receive priority service, enhanced rebate programs, a discount on your general liability insurance through SPA, a discount on your pool riding software through Skimmer, and an opportunity to co-brand with Leslie's on your social media, website, truck, and more. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. For an above-ground vinyl pool, the cost is, of course, significantly lower than an in-ground pool. You can have a pretty good size above-ground pool from one to $5,000, which is a fraction of what it would cost to put an in-ground pool in. The in-ground vinyl pools range from $30,000 to maybe $60,000, which is still a lot less expensive than a comparable size in-ground concrete or pebble tech pool. The only drawback with the vinyl in-ground pools, you don't typically have an attached spa to it. But that's not a real big problem because you can just get a fiberglass spa, put it in your pool deck area, and that's perfectly fine. That works well. I'll start with the above ground pools. And the first problem you're going to have with an above ground pool is just the logistics of the above ground pool in shipping it and then manufacturing it. So when they put it in the pool store or at Costco or Walmart, they really can't sell it with full size equipment because of the fact that There's no room for that in the box itself. It would make it really difficult to get that pool to your home and vice versa, you know, to get it shipped to you with the gigantic equipment. It would be more or less a freight charge with the equipment if it was going to be full-size equipment for the pool. And no one's going to pay that for an above-ground pool. So what's shipped with the above-ground pool is usually a really tiny, dinky filter, maybe enough to filter a bathtub out. And then you have maybe a one-fourth horsepower pump, and that's about it. And so the first thing you want to do, of course, with an above-ground pool of just about any size, anywhere from three to 10,000 gallons, is to put full-size equipment on there. Leslie's Pool Supply sells full-size equipment. You can find that also at your local pool supplier. You may be able to order some online, but you definitely want to put, you know, depending on the pool size, if you have a 10,000-gallon above-ground pool, I would definitely put a 150 or 200 square foot cartridge filter on there or larger, maybe a 300 pound sand filter. And then I would put a one horsepower pump on that thing to get the water circulating. And adding the equipment to the above ground pool is fairly easy. It's not a big deal to do and it's pretty easy plug and play with the, you know, you just unscrew the unions or put new flex pipe on and then you have full size equipment. So for logistic purposes, they can't send or ship or store or stock or sell above ground pools with the full size equipment. So therefore, when you get the above ground pool, the first thing you want to do is get real equipment for it. And it's not super expensive to get a pump and filter combo. You could probably get that for under $1,000. 
and be on your way to having a really good viable above ground pool that's going to function a lot like an in-ground pool. The chemistry for the above ground pool is going to be very similar to what I'm going to discuss about the in-ground vinyl pool. So I'm going to switch gears and talk about in-ground vinyl pools, which aren't super popular in my area, but they're becoming more popular here in California. And they're definitely popular back east, Alabama, up the coast, east coast. You have a lot of in-ground liner pools. And typically the liner, the first thing I get asked is how long will liner last? And typically you're going to get maybe 8 to 10 years out of it if you're lucky. I know the manufacturers say 10 to 15 years, but I haven't seen a vinyl in-ground pool last as long as 10 years. And mainly because of the chemistry and the UV rays and just the wear of it. I mean, the sun here is pretty powerful. And the area that wears out here typically is the top part that's exposed to the sun. This will fade, start to crack and tear, and then the liner will come off the pool. And this is very common. It's nothing that you can do about it. The sun's UV rays are extremely damaging to the vinyl surface. And that's the area where it's exposed, not the area that's under the water. And under the water, you have all the chemicals that go into the vinyl pool that will deteriorate the liner itself. Before I get too far, I want to mention a device that I really like and I think is an excellent device for your in-ground vinyl pool if you have a ladder. And this device is really simple. It's called the Leaf Bone Net Skimmer Clip for your um, for your pool. Leaf Bone Leaf Net Skimmer Clip. And basically this clips onto your ladder that goes into your in-ground vinyl pool. You attach a standard leaf rake to it. And then all the leaves that go around the surface will go into the leaf rake. And it's just like the pool skim, basically for the vinyl pool, except that the device is like 12 bucks. I highly recommend this for your vinyl pool, in-ground vinyl pool if you have a ladder. And then I recommend an automatic cleaner because vacuuming an in-ground vinyl pool and also an above-ground vinyl pool can be hazardous to the liner itself. It could get a tear in there and this could be a problem. So you want to get an automatic cleaner. I prefer the bouncing type cleaners for the vinyl pool, so my go-to cleaner would be the Zodiac Ranger. I used to refer everyone to the Zodiac Wahoo, which was very similar to the Ranger, except that the Wahoo parts are really expensive, and then the back spur and all the other parts to it cost a lot of money. So I went to the Zodiac Ranger, where you have generic parts available, plus the parts aren't that expensive, and it lasts just as long as the Wahoo. So in my opinion, the Ranger is better than the Wahoo, even though I used to sell a lot of Wahoos, I like the Ranger. Plus the name doesn't sound as corny, and I think the Ranger is just the ideal above-ground pool cleaner and in-ground pool cleaner also. One thing you may have to do is leave the deflector shield off of the cleaner because that may get hung up on the ladder. Depending on if the ladder sits flush or not against the wall, they tend to hang up the deflector shields on these type of cleaners. The other cleaner I would recommend would be the Pentair Little Rebel. Little, not the regular Rebel, but it says L-I-L Rebel on there. And this is a smaller cleaner designed for uh, in-ground or above-ground pools, I should say. And it works fairly well in an in-ground vinyl pool also. And the Little Rebel is a gear-type cleaner, so it does a little bit, works a little differently than the bouncing cleaners. But regardless of which cleaner you go for, you can also do a robotic pool cleaner and go that direction and get a robotic pool cleaner. But regardless of which cleaner you go for, I think having an automatic cleaner really will extend the life of that liner. A lot of times the liner will tear when you go to clean the pool, skimming the bottom, or using a wheeled vacuum. Now you can use a brush vac in the bottom of the pool, but it takes forever to vacuum in a brush vac. So it's much better to have an automatic cleaner that can actually clean the pool, 
keep it clean and avoid you having to put a manual vacuum head down there or skim the bottom with a leaf rake and possibly tear the liner. Now as far as pool service goes, I'm always asked, hey, what about using a vacuum system in a, a vinyl pool? And I say, yes, you can use the vacuum system, but I would be very cautious if you're going to use a Riptide in there because the Riptide is really low to the ground. And I've even scraped regular gunite cement pools with the Riptide. There's some pools where they have a weird slope and I've scraped the front of the Riptide on it. And if that was a vinyl pool, it probably would have tore the liner. So you want to be careful with the vacuum system you pick. I've used a bottom feeder with very little issues in a vinyl lined pool and ground vinyl lined pool. I was just really careful and I moved it along very gingerly, but those black wheels are pretty vinyl safe. It does have a lot of sharp edges, so make sure you have all take all the precautions when you're using the bottom feeder in an in-ground vinyl pool. But like I said, I've used it no problem. I haven't used a Riptide because I'm afraid of scraping that on the bottom. I would say if you have a lot of vinyl pools on your route, to use the Hammerhead or the Power Vac because they sit much higher off the ground. Probably the Hammerhead would be my choice because it's pretty high off the ground. And even the Power Vac, if you can find one anywhere for sale, they're a little lower than the Hammerhead. And so for me, the Hammerhead would be the ideal vacuum system for in-ground vinyl pools just because it sits higher off the ground and you're very unlikely to tear that liner using the hammerhead vacuum system in that pool. And I briefly mentioned that you can tear the liner with a wheeled vacuum and a leaf rake. And you can do this pretty easily with a leaf rake if you're not careful. If you're using the leaf rake for cement pools or plaster pools and pebble tech pools, and you go to use it in the vinyl pool, make sure there's no jagged plastic areas or there's no metal exposed from the metal frame on the leaf rake because I could easily tear the liner in a vinyl pool. When you go to brush a vinyl pool, just use a nylon pool brush. Don't use anything with any steel bristles in there or any kind of stainless steel brushes on there. So a regular nylon brush. You're basically trying to really treat this vinyl pool carefully. Also with the toys that the kids use, I would stay away from, you know, water guns and things like that. Anything that has sharp edges, stay away from. So limit those toys to maybe some diving rings and things that aren't sharp. And you definitely don't want anything sharp in the pool. And hot wheel cars, things like that, can easily rip the liner of the vinyl pool. So the word is caution with the vinyl pool. You don't want to use anything in there that's going to tear the liner. The liner replacement costs vary by region, but figure at least three or 4000 for the most basic cost of a replacement liner. And then it goes up from there. And plus you have to drain the water, refill the water, and it can be a really messy process if you have to prematurely replace the liner in the pool. After eight years when the liner wears out, of course you're going to have to go through this to replace it. But I would hate to have, have you have to replace the liner early because of carelessness and someone tearing the liner on the pool. And for an above ground pool, basically when the liner goes, you probably just get a whole new pool in some cases. It's hard to get the replacement sometimes, and these pools aren't super expensive. They range from, like I said, a thousand to maybe three thousand dollars. So replacing them after the liner wears out is probably better because the frame gets old anyway, and it's one of those things where you can just keep the equipment that you purchase and just put a new above-ground pool in its place once that wears out. And it depends on how often you use the pool and the quality of the pool. But I would say the liner and above-ground pool will last anywhere from three to five years if you take care of it. Let's talk a little bit about the chemistry of a vinyl pool. I would say that any kind of powdered shock should not be put directly on the vinyl pool surface as that will bleach the surface. 
So calhypo will definitely bleach the vinyl surface. Trichlor granular will definitely bleach the vinyl surface. And using tablets and a floater is really a no-no in a vinyl pool because if that falls out, tips over, it'll really stain that vinyl liner badly. So you don't want to use trichlor tablets in a vinyl line pool either. I wouldn't recommend a trichlor feeder offline either because of the low pH of the trichlor. So basically you're dealing with a piece of plastic and the pH doesn't have, there's not much of an acid demand on the vinyl liner. So the pH tends to drift down on a vinyl pool. You're using tablets with a pH of like 2 or 3 and you're using a lot of those in the pool. You can imagine that since there's no acid demand, which means the pH doesn't go up in the pool and you're using a chlorine that lowers the pH, that you're going to lower this pH down pretty dramatically in a vinyl line pool using trichlor tablets. In some cases, it may be logical to get a saltwater generator for your above ground pool. They make um, Intex, I think it's Intex, makes a, yeah, Intex makes a saltwater generator for above ground pools. And I would recommend that for your above ground pool to avoid using any chemicals that could stain the liner. And that will definitely extend the life of your above ground vinyl pool. For in-ground vinyl pools, you can use any major manufacturer saltwater generator. You can put a True Clear cell on there. You can put a Pentair iClor. You can put the CMP cell. Whatever you want to use on your pool, you can actually use a saltwater generator on a vinyl pool. The only danger is if the vinyl starts to leak, there's sometimes there's some galvanized steel behind the liner and that could cause it to corrode. But if the liner is leaking, you'll notice right away that the water is going down and you can patch that. So it's not a huge danger to have a saltwater generator in a vinyl line pool. In fact, it's probably gonna be a good way to maintain that pool with as few chemical side effects as you can have with the saltwater generator on a vinyl pool. And I would recommend that if you wanna keep your above ground pool long-term, or if you want an easy way to maintain your in-ground vinyl pool, that a saltwater generator is definitely the way to go. And I went ahead and looked up the Intex saltwater system for your above ground pool. It's called the Intex 26667EG QS500 Crystal Clear Saltwater System. Not sure what those numbers stand for. I'm sure they stand for something. And this one's good for up to 7,000 gallons. And you can get some for up to 15,000 gallons. That's called the... That one seems to be out of stock online. But that one's the Intex 2669EG QS1200, and that's for 15,000 gallons. I should have given you the price on the 7,000 gallon one. That's $338. So that's about a year, maybe two years worth of chemicals for your above ground pool. And I think it's worth the investment to get this particular saltwater generator. On Amazon, it has 4,200 reviews, and it's like almost a five-star product. So for $338, bucks, you are going to get a saltwater generator for your above ground pool. And I think it's definitely worth it with the price of chemicals nowadays. I mean, dropping $350 on a saltwater system is smart for your above ground pool. That wouldn't work in an in-ground pool. These are made only for the above ground pool. So for the in-ground vinyl liner, unfortunately, you're going to have to buy a saltwater system that's made for an in-ground pool. And those are going to run you anywhere from $1,200 to $1,500. And that may still be worth it because the in-ground pool, of course, lasts longer. And then you just replace the cell. It's not going to pay. It's not going to save you more, I should say, than the cost of chlorine. But it's going to make maintaining that vinyl liner pool a lot better. And again, although you're not saving any money on the chemical costs, it may extend the life of that liner by a year or two, thereby saving you the cost of the replacement liner or at least pushing it out further 
And of course, that's going to save you money because you're not going to replace as many liners over the years because the saltwater generator is a really safe and effective way to introduce the chlorine to the vinyl line pool without really having a lot of side effects to the water. The other two methods that I would suggest would be liquid chlorine and also calhypo tablets. The calhypo tablets are safe to put into the skimmer and they will last about seven days. Well, they should last seven days, slow dissolving. If you use the Pool Life tablet by uh, Solenis, and if you use the CCH tablet by Solenis, used to be Segura. These will last seven days, and they'll introduce a small amount of chlorine to the water every day as the pool is running, and this is a great way to maintain the vinyl liner pool. Now, the side effect of the Calhypo is that it's going to add calcium to the pool, and for a vinyl liner pool, you want to keep the calcium level under 400 parts per million. Most of the time when you're starting out with fresh water, the liner, the vinyl liner pools are around 100 or 150 parts per million. And so this is a good way to actually add a little bit of calcium to the water. Using these Calhypo tablets, it'll add about 8 parts per million of calcium for every 10,000 gallons. So if you use a 20-pound bucket of the Calhypo tablets in one season in your in-ground vinyl pool, you're going to add 160 parts per million of calcium to it, and that's in a 10,000-gallon pool. So if your vinyl liner is 20,000 gallons, that means that you're adding about 80 parts per million of calcium to that pool. And so if the 400 parts per million is the limit, then adding, if you started at 150 and you added, let's just say you had a 10,000 gallon pool, that means that you brought the calcium hardness up to 300 parts per million, which means you may need to do a partial drain the next season if you're using Calhypo. You don't want to drain too much of the water. I would just drain a few inches every week and refill it and then drain a few more inches because the calcium does not evaporate out of the pool. So the misnomer is that since you're adding water every week to the pool, that you're lowering the calcium, but that's not what happens since the calcium doesn't actually evaporate with the water, it just stays in the pool. So what you're going to have to do is actually drain some water physically from the pool, and that will lower down the calcium level in a vinyl pool. And then you can't drain a huge amount of the pool because then the vinyl could come loose from the side and tear. And you never really want to drain the entire vinyl liner pool because then that will for sure tear the liner in most cases. If you're going to drain the vinyl pool, you want a professional who's licensed and certified to do that. But draining two or three inches every week is perfectly safe in the vinyl line pool. And I've done this before and it's not a problem. And this will lower down the calcium if you're using Calhypo. Now, if you're using liquid chlorine, for every one gallon of 12.5% liquid chlorine that you're using in the pool, you're going to be adding about 17 parts per million of salt to the pool. And as you add salt to the pool, you increase the TDS, which at some point will be at a high enough level to where, again, you're going to have to partially drain that pool down because you want the salt out of the water and lowering, lowering down the pool water, just the same as calcium, because the salt doesn't evaporate out of the pool either. And so you have to drain some of that pool out so that you can lower down the salt content of that pool. With the salt water generator, you don't have to really worry about the salt content because the water is converting that salt, or the actually the salt water generator, I should say, is converting that salt to chlorine and having the salt in the water is a natural part of a salt water generator and a salt water pool. But having a high TDS level in a pool does do some kind of funky things with the water. It makes it hard to balance it sometimes. So without the salt water generator, having a high salt level in the pool can be detrimental to balancing the water, so you have to partially drain that out. 
And that's why I recommend a saltwater generator because it has the least side effects of, you know, adding calcium or adding salt to the water. Because with a saltwater generator, you're already adding salt to the water so that I can make the chlorine with the salt in the water. So that's, I think, the best formula, the CalHypo tablets and liquid chlorine and the combination of both of those. So if you have CalHypo tablets and you want to shock the pool, I definitely recommend using liquid chlorine versus CalHypo shock. Number one, you risk the you risk staining the liner if you pour it directly in, which you shouldn't do, like I mentioned earlier. And number two, you're raising the calcium level up. Every two ounces of the CalHypo shock, you're adding one part per million of calcium. So you definitely don't want to be adding CalHypo shock to a pool that you're using CalHypo tablets in, because that'll raise the calcium hardness even faster. So I think a good combination is the CalHypo tablets with the liquid chlorine. You can also add borates to a vinyl liner pool to bring the borate level to 50 parts per million. And this will also help with the pH. So if you have a problem with the pH dropping too low, the borates will actually help keep the pH more stable. And it also acts as a natural algae stat, so there's not going to be any algae growing in the pool. So bringing the borate level to 50 parts per million with the boric acid powder is a great way to help stretch out the chlorine level or chlorine demand in the pool and keep the chlorine, keep you from adding large amounts of chlorine that have side effects like the calhypo and liquid chlorine. You can also use a pool RX in the vinyl pool without any issues. And this also will enhance the chlorine and make it last longer in the pool, thereby allowing you to use less of it and you'll have less side effects or byproducts, I should say, not side effects, but byproducts from the CalHypo tablets and from the liquid chlorine for your vinyl pool. It's really not that difficult to balance the vinyl pool and maintain the chemistry. You just have that caveat that you can't drain it whenever you need to, like a plaster pool or Pebble Tech pool. And therefore, you have to be more cautious of the chemicals you add to it. Trichlor, I mentioned, is out. And the other aspect of trichlor, that you one reason why you shouldn't be adding a lot of trichlor is that it raises the cyanuric acid level in the pool which means that it's going to be harder and harder to balance that pool water and you're going to have to drain some of that water out again. And the same thing with dichlor. I wouldn't recommend using dichlor as your primary sanitizer either because about 60% of dichlor is cyanuric acid and you're going to be raising the cyanuric acid level in that vinyl pool to pretty astronomical levels quickly. And this requires draining of the pool to kind of rebalance that cyanuric acid level. You do need cyanuric acid in the vinyl pool you should have it at 30 to 50 parts per million. And so if you're going to add cyanuric acid to a vinyl pool, I highly recommend using liquid instant pool conditioner. Instant pool conditioner is the cyanuric acid in a salt form. And therefore, you can add it directly to the surface, really. Just brush it with a, with a nylon brush, and that will dissipate it. And this will kind of prevent the side effects from using granular cyanuric acid in the skimmer because some of that could get into onto the surface through the filter, and this could stain the vinyl pool surface. So use only natural chemistry instant pool conditioner in a vinyl liner pool to bring that cyanuric acid level to 30 to 50 parts per million. But like I said, the vinyl liner pool is pretty easy to balance because there's not a lot of acid demand. It, has a, it tends to drift down in pH rather up. So you may want to keep some 20 mule team borax to raise the pH up in that pool or some soda ash to keep the pH from going too low in that pool. But you'll be raising the pH versus lowering the pH. If you ever have to lower the pH down in a vinyl pool, you can safely use muriatic acid and I wouldn't recommend any dry acid that could definitely stain the liner. So if you do need to bring the pH down in a vinyl pool, which is pretty rare, 
then you would use muriatic acid to do that and not dry acid, which would stain the bottom of that vinyl liner. Pretty much anything that is a powdered chemical can stain the bottom of that vinyl liner. So you want to avoid that. Of course, soda ash won't stain it. It has really high pH. But I would introduce the soda ash directly into the skimmer with the pool running just to prevent the water from getting cloudy. And balancing the vinyl liner pool, you're kind of doing the opposite of with an in-ground plaster pool or pebble tech pool. You're raising the pH in most cases. And the chlorine tends to stay in the pool a lot longer in a vinyl pool. For whatever reason, the vinyl seems to hold the chlorine better. And maybe it's just the pool surface type. But I find I'm not adding as much chlorine to a vinyl pool as I am to a regular plaster or pebble type pool. If you're considering to put a vinyl liner pool in, or if you are considering to add those to your pool route, there's really not much to it. It's really easy to maintain. And I would suggest for the money saving aspects, an in-ground vinyl pool is a great product. I like the feel of it on your feet. And it's really soft. And of course, they put sand in the in-ground pool too to give that soft feel. And I think an above-ground pool with sand as the base really feels good on your feet also. And I think it's a great option and nothing to be afraid of. It's really easy to maintain if you just take the precautions I mentioned here. And I maintain in-ground vinyl pools on my pool route all the time without any issues and without tearing the liner. And caution is probably the key word here with the in-ground vinyl pool. If you're looking for other podcasts that I recorded, you can find them on my website, swimmingprolearning.com. Just go to the on the banner, click on the podcast icon. It'll take you to the podcast site. If you want to enhance your business, definitely consider my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week. And God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash poolguy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash poolguy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.